Welcome to the Loud Whispery Ignite Your Voice podcast. This is your healing space, providing you with hope and inspiration as you become more connected to yourself. Your safe vessel, helping you move to a higher consciousness to reignite your voice and discover who you are destined to be. I am Isabel Drawn, your host. I am also an author, entrepreneur, and a life transformation and spiritual coach. Most importantly, I am a perpetual student of life, just like you. So let's explore together. You will walk away each week feeling empowered by embracing who you are. Only then you can take action towards becoming the best version of yourself to claim what is already inside you. Welcome to the Loud Whisper Podcast, your healing space. I am your host, Isabel Drone. I am extremely excited today to have a conversation and share with you an amazing human being, Deb Creer. She's a coalition builder and a warrior who is rewriting the playbook on how to live with cancer. She's a professional connector with information, knowledge, and resources to help people become more successful in life and in business. Deb was diagnosed with stage four triple positive breast cancer in 2015. She has seen what happens when cancer has people and is on a mission to ensure that we are no longer fine with cancer by energizing our voices and expanding our choices. As an unlikely cancer survivor, she's experienced the disconnection and despair of a system where cancer is the star of the show, while people with cancer are watching silently from the sidelines. Now she's using her experience and expertise to kill cancer with honesty, communication, and collaboration. She also imagines a day when people dealing with cancer from all sides no longer fight their own battles and instead create coalitions that honor each other with selflessness and society. So welcome to the Loud Whisper podcast. I am really excited to have you here. How are you doing today? I am doing absolutely fabulous. And I am so honored to to be your guest. I love your podcast and, and the messaging that it gets out there. And I am just so glad to be a part of that. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. So I'm going to jump right in, Debbie, and I want to ask you, so you recently launched Try Not To Die Dot Live, Mm -hmm. which was born out of your life journey and struggles. Mm -hmm. What was happening in your life at the time the idea surfaced? Well, you know, it's, it's always entertaining when you're diagnosed with anything, especially something like cancer, because your whole world just tilts. Mine really tilted, you know, stage four diagnosis is not considered curable. It is, you know, you can live with it for many, many, many years, which I plan to do, but it, it really does throw things. And, and I tell people, you know, through the course of my treatment mm-hmm. and my journey, if it could go wrong, it did. There were multiple times where we weren't sure I was going to make it. There were just, you know, complication after complication. And, you know, but obviously I did, I made it here. I am talking with you, but I had a very dear friend, and also she is my business coach, who told me, you did not go through everything that you went through to not share that journey and help others. Mm-hmm. And, and so that's why we launched Trying Not to Die.Live. And, and the concept is that when you're ill with something that is, is so very serious, we get so focused on just trying to not die mm-hmm. that we forget 
that the most important thing we need to be doing is to live. And and so that's why we launched this. And and we launched it last October, Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And, you know, it's been very well received. And more importantly, we're building what we call a tribe of people and support members. Okay. That's amazing. So if I can step back a little bit. So Mm -hmm. you got diagnosed in 2015. Can you talk a little bit about how that came about? Sure. And from that point, yes. Okay. You know, I was a good kid. I went every year for my annual physicals and, Mm -hmm. you know, went in for my mammogram, just like, you know, we're supposed to do because, you know, we hit that certain age where we have to go every year now, right? Got a phone call saying, we need you to come back. Further back in my past, I worked for an oncologist, which is a cancer specialist and the American Cancer Society. So the bells immediately went off in my head. You know, I knew it was probably not an equipment malfunction. It was something more serious, but you know, you, you go back. And so I was diagnosed with what is known as microcalcifications, no lump, no bump, nothing that, that you could feel. In fact, the computer Mm -hmm. saw these on the mammogram, the human eye cannot see them. They're so small. So, you know, I, of course, immediately start researching this, right. You know, we go to Dr. Google. (laughs) I like that. Right. You know, and, and, and you get immediately overwhelmed, but what I discovered was that most, you know, many women over a certain age, have these microcalcifications because they're, you know, in, in, in many cases, a result of just hormone changes and the aging process, but in, and, and it is very normal. And most of the time there's absolutely nothing wrong, but in some cases they are considered cancerous. And, and so my initial diagnosis was what was known as stage zero, which is pre-cancer. So the doctors all said, easy peasy, hunky dory, don't worry about this. Now, you know, you still are concerned. I mean, you know, you're told the big C word and you're like, yep. but I was just, you know, going merrily along. But I, I do remember looking at my doctor and telling her, I'm sorry, I don't have time for this. It's not in my schedule. So, you know, went through the next couple weeks, months, doing some biopsies, doing some various tests and things kept kind of escalating. And unfortunately, what we discovered finally was that it, that the cancer was, had spread. Um, it had spread to my lymph nodes and possibly to my lung or or not to my lung, to my rib. It was considered inconclusive, which that's always a fun word when you get it back on a medical test. Right. And what does that mean? I know it's (laughs) like, I need a yes or a no. I don't want to maybe kind of sort of right. And, and so the diagnosis was stage four. So I immediately started treatment, you know, because these microcalcifications are, they're not just in one area, they're floating through your whole body. So I, I went through uh, chemo and my very first treatment was this massive thing. Um, it was eight different drugs, took about eight hours because the, your first chemo, they actually do go in very slow because they need to see how your body will tolerate it. I did fine for several days and then thud, my world fell apart. Mm. I got a complication that less than 1% of people get. And at that point in time, I was the only known survivor of it. Um, and what happened was it caused a rupture in my colon and I went, I got sepsis and then I went into septic shock, which is of course, you know, the, the most serious. And I remember doctors arguing over how fast I was going to die. Mm. And, you know, it was like, excuse me, you know, I can hear you. Yes. Um, but that's part of, you know, what, what you talk about that we, we lose our voice, yeah. you know, all these other people are making all these decisions for us. 
you know, obviously I survived. I had multiple, multiple surgeries, several mm. other setbacks, all sorts of things. And then I did um, eventually have a double mastectomy. We had decided, you know, let's try and kill everything first before yeah. we did that. I did not do reconstructive surgery. Just, you know, I'm old. I don't care. <laughs> and, and, I wouldn't um, even say that you old, you don't care. You're just the author of your life story. Right. You know, I, I, I don't need those other body parts. And, and, but more importantly, I didn't want to worry about, you know, so that was why I had the, the double mastectomy, had more treatments, all sorts of things. The triple positive actually means that, that one of the parts of my diagnosis is that I am HER2 positive and HER is something in your body that if you're positive, it allows for cancer cells to grow more rapidly. Okay. So I still am taking a treatment for that. Mm -hmm. I have this lovely port in my shoulder where they go and hook me up every three weeks yeah. and I get a big massive dose of, of a drug. So, you know, 2015 was the diagnosis and I'm still in treatment, but you know, you just do what you have to do. Yeah. And I love your energy really. So they were you know, telling I'm like this all the time. Yeah. I know that there have been several times where the anesthesiologist has knocked me out early because I'm there just jibber jabbering to everybody. <laughs> but, you know, it goes back to say that our emotions and mm -hmm. how we show mm -hmm. up in life mm -hmm. really affects right. how we live our life. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I would say you really took control of your life and said, I am going to be the author of my life story. Mm -hmm. And now right. you are here. And that's mm -hmm. why you're so focused on really educating people mm -hmm. about, you know, trying not to focus on right. dying and do mm -hmm. more of the living. Right. Mm -hmm. But let's expand a little bit about that. What does that look like? Okay. I have somebody who has cancer, mm -hmm. they're listening and they're like being told, as you mentioned earlier, mm -hmm. everybody else, this is it. This is mm -hmm. it. This is it. Right. ignoring their voice, mm -hmm. telling them you can get through this, we can mm -hmm. figure out a way. Let's talk about that a little bit. Mm -hmm. What does it look like to stop focusing on dying, everything that is happening, and to start focusing on living? Mm -hmm. I think the, the biggest thing is to remember that you are the one who is in control. You know, your voice is the most important voice, yes. not your doctor's, not your family, not your friends, everybody under the sun has advice for you. <laughs> some of it is very valuable. Some of it's like, okay. Um, I was always very polite to those people because they of course meant well, but I was like, no, I don't think so. It's also knowing that you're not alone. And, mm -hmm. and I think, you know, that's one of the things that people say so often, and, and you hear this with anyone who has a serious illness, they feel alone. They're the only one going through it. Yeah. And that is true, but there's also so many people who want to help if we just give them that opportunity, you know, and, and so it is about building our tribe of supporters around us who are going to be there and do what we need to do. And, and sometimes it's just a matter of, hey, there are Facebook friends and they're going to say, thinking about you today. Or it could be somebody who says, need me to go to the grocery store for you today, you know, or, or drive you to the doctor. Yeah. All these various things, you know, we we get very independent. And I've, I've the people I've talked to have all said that, you know, it's like, no, I, I can handle this. I can do this. I can do this alone. Mm. No, we have mm. to build our tribe around us. Yes. And that goes with anything in life, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. We're not born to be alone. Mm -hmm. We need to ask for help. I know we've been conditioned 
not to ask for help, to be independent and mm -hmm. live the society that we live in mm -hmm. right now, mm -hmm. where it's like the more you're suffering mm -hmm. by yourself is you're right. considered strong. Mm -hmm. But the truth is we all need help. Right. Yeah. And people do want to help us. We just have to give them the opportunity to, to do that. Yeah. And I also noticed that you had the acronym. So live. Can you explain yes. that to us, please? Yeah, it and actually is an acronym. Yep. And and it is part of the website. So the website is www.tryingnottodie.live.com yes. was taken. I tried okay. to buy it. They wanted a whole lot of money for it, even yeah. though they weren't using it. When I saw that dot .live was available, it was like, hallelujah. Uh-huh, right? <laughs> and and yeah. so we made it into an acronym. And so it is about lead your tribe. Okay. You were the person in charge. Okay. Invigorate your soul. You have to put yourself first because it's your life that's on the line. Yes. Can Voice, you say that again for yes, my audience? Yes. To Invigorate your soul. You have to put yourself first mm -hmm. because it's your life that's on the line. Yeah. And then voice your feelings. You have to be honest. You know, one of the things that 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 we do so often is when anyone, whether it's a doctor, a friend, a spouse, coworker says, how are you doing? We say, I'm fine. Mm -hmm. We could be ready to run a marathon or ready to keel over dead, but we don't want to be a bother. We don't want to, you know, all of those various things. Or sometimes we just don't even know what to say. So and what is have, that? Is that from the way we have been raised? To I think to, so. I think, you know, not, and, and, right. It comes back to what, what you talk about with, we don't think we have a voice. And so, you know, we just, I'm fine. It's okay. I'm, I'm fine. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, yeah. And yet you're breaking I, inside and you're right. hurting and you yes. need help. Oh yeah. 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 You know, and, and whether it's physically, spiritually, emotionally, all of those various things, it's okay to voice your feelings. And if you say, I'm not fine, here's mm -hmm. what I need. Here's what I'm feeling. And somebody rebuffs you, then they're not supposed to be your tribe anyway. Right. Mm -hmm. And then the E is for elevating your mindset okay. because you know that whatever happens, you're going to be okay. Now mm -hmm. it might be a much shorter time on this planet than you had planned on, mm -hmm. but because you have lived your life as fully as you possibly can, it's okay. You know, and, and so again, it's, you know, lead, invigorate, voice and elevate. And so that's where we get the live. Okay. Can you tell, talk to our audience a little bit? What is your routine in the morning? Because everything mm -hmm. that you've been through and the challenges, mm -hmm. I love your energy, but it takes a lot to be in the space. <laughs> it, takes a, it takes a lot of work to know mm -hmm. that my world feels like it's falling apart mm -hmm. or right. I may not be here in the right. next 10 days. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Or I've mm -hmm. lost somebody. Right. And then to mm -hmm. wake up in the morning, knowing and acknowledging that, but mm -hmm. saying, you know what? I'm alive today. Mm -hmm. I tell people, <laughs> if I'm not looking up at six feet of dirt, I'm doing pretty good. Right? <laughs> you know, I've never been a morning person. Never. And unfortunately that is still the same. You okay. know, I just, but I'm a night owl, you know, I'll be up at midnight, but when I wake up, it is kind of a slow process. I'm not one of these jump out of bed and, you know, it is eat. your process though. I know. And you you know and, and, yeah. And, and part of that is because of what I've been through. One of the medications that I take causes chronic pain. Okay. So I kind of have to stop and get everything where it's all supposed to be and figure out, okay, 
everything's okay. You know, there's nothing new overnight that has cropped up all these various things. And then I just kind of, you know, what am I going to do to get through the day? And sometimes that can take, you know, half hour for me to get my engine running before I even make it down to have a cup of coffee. But it is one of those things where, like you said, you know, that's, that's my routine. If you, now, if I had to get up and go fast, sure, I could, but I'm just, you know, I, I kind of get going slow because it is a matter of sometimes convincing my body Mm -hmm. we're going to work today. I don't sleep well for a variety of reasons. And, and sometimes it's better, sometimes it's worse. And so that is part of why it's like, oh, okay, we're, we're going to get through today. We're going to, we're going to do this. And, you know, just knowing, yeah, we, I can, I can do it. I might have to nap, but yeah. I can get through the day. Yeah. And just speaking to you, what came up to me right now, as I'm speaking to you, you have a lot of belief. You have to believe mm-hmm. in something. Right in order to really have these challenges Mm -hmm. and have stage four, because there's no Mm -hmm. stage five, right? Stage four is it, right? Mm -hmm. So to be able to experience that and go through that, you have to have some form of belief, whether in yourself Mm -hmm. or in something bigger than yourself. Talk to Mm -hmm. me a little bit about your belief. You know, I'm not one of those, I'm not a religious person. But and it I doesn't say, have to be necessarily right. it's, religion. Yeah. It's even within yourself. You know, I mentioned that I, many years ago, I worked for an oncologist and he was an absolute delight. I loved him. If I could have had him as my doctor, I would have, but it just, it wasn't possible. But I remember, you know, 30 years ago, he told people, he said, you getting through this is 99% in your mind. I remember that so strongly because that really is the truth. I mean, if you think the end is here, then it doesn't matter what's going to happen. Somehow I have this vision of myself. I have no idea where this came from. Mm -hmm. This vision of myself at 97. Now I have several female relatives who have lived and, and my great grandpa lived to be 99. Also several who have lived to be 98, 99 and and very close to hundred. So that's, that is very possible genetically for me, but I have this very clear vision of myself at 97. It is about thinking, okay, I I have to get there. And, and I'll be honest, there is, you know, I, I talk about building your tribe. One of the things I think about is I can't let all of these people down who think I can do this, oh. you know, and it, it, that's, that's kind of a weird thing to think about, but I do, it's like, oh my gosh, these people have their faith in me. Yeah. I have to go on, you know, maybe that's the days when I'm not feeling good, feeling kind of a little pity party. It's like, I gotta go. These people are counting on me. And you know, the truth is those days are real and it's okay. Mm-hmm. to oh, yeah. Those yeah. And if we don't allow ourselves to kind of have those bad days, mm-hmm. that's an issue. Because we should have bad days. And I don't care if you're healthy, not healthy. I mean, you know, there are days where we're just not feeling it, right? It's not a good day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, and, and but the, the key is that we allow ourselves mm-hmm. to have those feelings. We embrace those feelings and then we go on. Yeah, because you have to let those feelings go through you. We talk about mindset a lot. Mm-hmm. I am really starting to focus on heart set too. Mm. And the reason why I say that is because like you just mentioned, we're all going to have those days. Right. Not every day is going to be mm-hmm. a good day, especially mm-hmm. when you're in this space or you're mm-hmm. experiencing a lot of turmoil in your life mm-hmm. or challenges. We have been trained to, well, just keep it moving. Right. It's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. And like you said, when you ask people, how mm-hmm. are you doing? Oh, I'm fine. That toxic mm-hmm. positivity, mm-hmm. Right. right? Of telling people you're okay when mm-hmm. you're not okay. Mm-hmm. 
And it's important for us to feel what happens is that when we suppress those emotions mm-hmm. and those feelings, they don't go anywhere. Right. In fact, they get worse. They get worse. So mm-hmm. if it's the cancer, if it's the challenges mm-hmm. or whatever you're mm-hmm. experiencing, it gets worse because now it's mm-hmm. not only in your mind, right. it starts to attack your body. Mm-hmm. So feeling is real. Having mm-hmm. to go through these emotional experiences mm-hmm. of anger, even anger, you can be mm-hmm. healthily angry. Right. You know? Oh yeah. I'm yeah. angry. I'm like, why the heck did I have to go through this? Mm. And you do have the, what did I do to deserve it? Feelings also. Oh, how did you work around that? That's hard. You know, and, and it was really fun because I actually had a couple people who told me, well, you know, you eat junk food. You did. And I was like, excuse me. Now those people are gone. <laughs> I'm like, no, 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 no. You know, no one deliberately wants this to happen to them, you know, and, and I don't care if they're a smoker at nothing like, you know, we, we don't, we all think that whatever we're doing, we're going to be okay. You know, but there is kind of that, what did I do to deserve it? And then the next thought is, but that's okay. I can get through it. How do you get to that thought though? What is that process? Acknowledgement? It acceptance? is. Okay. And, and acknowledging that, you know, it's okay to feel yeah. bad and to feel the anger and, you know, the and, and maybe the guilt. I used to eat a whole bunch of junk food. I was really bad about junk food. And, and I love fast food and all those things that you're really not supposed to eat. And I'm not a vegetable fan. Yeah. You know? and, <laughs> and so did I do something? Maybe. Yeah. But, you know, so what? I mean, just like you say, you, know, you have people who smoke for years and, and never get mm-hmm. cancer. Then you have right. like you who've never mm-hmm. smoked. Really, people can sit and say, oh, you did this and you did that. Right. I think it's mm-hmm. just really, it, it's the journey of life. Mm-hmm. Things don't happen to mm-hmm. us. Things happen for mm-hmm. us. But when they happen at the moment, mm-hmm. I know it's hard to really sit in that space and say, this is happening for me. Mm-hmm. Because you're like, why? And mm-hmm. asking those questions, right. like you say, mm-hmm. what did I do? Right. I don't deserve this. Mm-hmm. And then once you get through that part, mm-hmm. then you start realizing, okay, mm-hmm. life is about perspective. If someone has those to an extreme, yeah, then please get help for that. That that comes back to the not asking for help and thinking, no, is something a little extra, whether it's a support group, whether it is seeing someone professionally, maybe even medication. I mean, you know, that's okay doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you. Mm -hmm. If anything, it means that you're trying to get healthier. It is okay to ask for those things and and to get them. And I encourage people not to to just think I can tough it out. We really do need to recognize that there are times where we we can't do it ourselves. And we might need those extra things. And and like I said, admitting it, if anything, it shows how strong you are. Self-awareness. No matter mm-hmm. how bad your situation is, when right. you admit it, acknowledge mm-hmm. it and become mm-hmm. aware, right. to me, that's the first step and one of the biggest steps, really self-development, mm-hmm. self-knowledge, self-love. I always tell people that um, God comes first in my life. Mm-hmm. But when I went through a depression, I had God first, then I, I saw a mm-hmm. therapist too. Right. I, mm-hmm. I, I went mm-hmm. out mm-hmm. and I found help. Like I said, it meant you were strong enough to do that. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And then also to some of us, we live in this world and we we grow up in these environments where it's taboo to ask mm-hmm. for help. Oh yeah. I think especially as women, right? Yes. You know, we're we're supposed to be taking care of everyone else mm-hmm. and we forget that we need taken care of too. Yeah. And we do that a lot as women. Mm-hmm. We feel that 
we need to take care of everybody else but but ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I say this over and over again. That is self-betrayal. Right. Ultimate. Right. Yeah, because if we're not taking care of ourselves, we can't take care of others. Yeah. So what is my next question for you is what are you passionate about with everything that you've experienced Mm -hmm. right now? What do you want to go out in the world and do and say to help people? Yeah, that that is my passion that, that people know they do have that voice. They are the warrior. You know, I heard very early on in, in this whole journey that I was on a, a saying, and it says, you know, fate says to the warrior, you cannot withstand the storm. And the warrior replies, well, I am the, the storm. storm. Yes. Right? You know, and and so like our logo is a warrior and it's a female warrior, yeah. you know, and, and she is kneeling. And, you know, and, and she's, she's got her sword and she has put it in the ground in front of her. You know, I am here. Mm-hmm. This is me. And she's looking forward. She's not looking down. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she is not subservient. She is in charge. And I have the word warrior tattooed on my forearm with, with, you know, some, some other images that are my angels that are, are around, but mm-hmm. it's on my forearm because I can touch it and see it. When I'm at a doctor's appointment, when I'm, you know, because people said, why, you know, first of all, why'd you get a tattoo? But, and I tell people, I actually have six now because I had five tattoos for radiation. That is one of the things that that you can get when you're having radiation is, you know, they can mark on you with the permanent markers, which is just lovely because it was up on my face and, and all sorts of things, or they can just do little tattoos. And so I got the tattoos and they are permanent tattoos. So yeah, I just, I was, I had never known that, but it's so tiny, tiny. Done at the hospital? Yes. And it's tiny. Oh, t- it's like, like somebody took a blue pen and just okay. went, Boink. it's just a dot, but I have the word warrior tattooed on my arm. And like I said, I have it where I see it. It's not for anybody else. It is for me. And I encourage people, you know, that might not be something you want to do, yeah. but you know, so take an ink pen, do a temporary tattoo, yeah. something like that, just so that you have those words or those images that are going to help you through this process. Yeah. It's kind of like, um, just do something, mm-hmm. whatever works for you, uh-huh. that will put you in that space of right. owning your power, mm-hmm. no matter the circumstances, mm-hmm. right? right. Yeah. Just being able to gain your power. Mm-hmm. Right. And and know that you're not alone. It's I had two people who I, I love dearly who sent little stuffed animals when I was very sick. I ended up being in the hospital and in and out of ICU for about seven weeks. Um, And they sent these tiny little stuffed animals and they went everywhere with me. You know, they'd have to, you know, yank them off my bed before I'd go into surgery and and things like that. But Mm -hmm. to me, that was the representation that those people were there with me. And other things like people sent me, you know, little token, like little crosses, little angels, all sorts of little things, but, you know, things that were easy to put in a pocket. And I did, I, you know, they, they went with me all the time. And so that's one of the things that I encourage people, if you're supporting someone, it's okay to send them something little like that, that they can put in their purse, in their pocket, whatever, and just kind of have with like them. A reminder for yeah. them. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I have supporters out there. I, I have people who are thinking and praying for me. Mm-hmm. And that you're not, not alone. Mm-hmm. What thoughts can you leave my listeners today who are experiencing the challenges that we spoke about today, mm-hmm. especially with illness? Mm-hmm. They're being told this is it. Mm-hmm. 
they don't see a way forward. And quite frankly, like most of us, when you're in those situations, you start to give up. Right. Whether mm -hmm. you realize it or not mm -hmm. until when you really, you know, start to move forward. Mm -hmm. What advice, what thoughts do you have for somebody listening right now who feels like, I can't do this anymore? Know that you have more support than you ever thought you did. You are not alone. Ask for help. And living is what will defeat cancer or any illness. Might not cure it in the medical sense, yeah. but it means that you are going along and not the cancer is running your life. You are the one in charge, not your illness. Mm, so taking control of your life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh my goodness. This is where can my audience find you, Deb? It's pretty easy. It We do have a website, um, www.tryingnottodie.live. Mm -hmm. Again, tryingnottodie.live. You'll see a link on there for a Facebook group. It is a private Facebook group, but okay. I, I, you know, it's it, the only reason I made it private is so that we don't have, you know, people coming on and saying, you know, Hey, I have the cure for cancer, all things like that. So we don't want people being spammed or, or look on Facebook just for trying not to die hyphen live. You can't do a dot on Facebook. So uh, trying not to die hyphen live on Facebook. We are part of your crowd. You know, we're part of your tribe. Allow all of us mm -hmm. to, to be part of helping anyone through this process, whether they're the person with cancer, whether there's someone who knows someone with cancer, you know, and, and that's the other thing, people who are that periphery, you know, the support system, they need support also, yeah. you know, and, and so it is kind of this, everybody working together is what gets people through this. I love that. We'll come to an end of the episode, but before we leave out, I am going to say that quote again mm -hmm. that Debbie shared. I love it, love it, love it. I knew exactly what you were talking about. Mm -hmm. Isn't it perfect? Mm -hmm. It is perfect. Mm -hmm. No matter what you're going through, like Debbie said, you are not mm -hmm. alone. Mm -hmm. And I want to walk away today and leave you this quote that Debbie mentioned. And I just think it's so powerful. Fate whispers to the warrior. You cannot withstand the storm. The warrior whispers back. I am the storm. Thank you so much for listening. And we're looking forward to another episode for you guys to join us. Please share this episode with your friends. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the Loud Whisper Reignite Your Voice podcast. If you enjoyed today's show, please be sure to subscribe so that you never miss a conversation. I would also be honored if you would consider leaving a positive rating and review on Apple Podcasts. As always, you can connect with me through the links in the description. Thanks again for listening. We're so glad you could join us today and look forward to supporting you on your greatest journey. Have a great day.